when you really have encountered, things change. Victory is mine before my eyes can see. You need a new birth experience. Now there's nothing that can keep me from my promise. Set apart to God. Direct access. Welcome, everybody. Breaking Through with James Levesque. Come on in. We're going to have an awesome time today. I'm Pastor James Levesque, and look, I believe today is your day for a breakthrough. Really important show today, and I want to talk about the power of expectation. The power of expectation. Um, I remember recently, my wife and I, um, well, we moved from, but when we were first moving into a little beautiful coastal town in Connecticut. Um, we loved it. We were living in Madison, and when we first went there, we were kind of like, where do we go? Do we go? There's a nearby town in Guilford, and which one do we go to? You know, and, and we didn't know which one to put our, yeah, this is what it looked like, literally beautiful. We didn't know which one, which, where I'm at is beautiful right now. We didn't know where to put our kids. We just wanted them to have a good private school, all those things, you know, and I remember we went to, it was a beautiful Hilton on the ocean like this. And we went there, and we were sitting down, and, and a gentleman was like, you know, the waiter there. And I just said, look, did you grow up around here? And he said, yeah, I did. I'm actually, and we were in Madison. He said, I'm actually from Guilford, the neighboring town, which we were like, which one do we do? Where do we go? Which one do we live in? And he said something to me. He said, you know, coming from Guilford, I can tell you one thing about parents in Madison they expect a lot from their children. Now, he may have been saying that to me, like, be careful. These kids have a lot of expectation on them than when they live here. But what I took it as was, we're going to move to Madison because I want to expect a lot out of my children. Sure, I'm not putting crazy pressure on them. And, you know, look, I want them to be who they're called to be. But I knew that that was the choice for me when he said to me, People that live in Madison have a lot of pressure. You're not a pressure. He said they expect a lot from the children. Look, the, the truth is we've got to start to expecting things. Jesus said, go into all the world. He didn't say, come into all the church. And somehow we think that, you know, if we just sit back, things are going to happen. No, we have to expect things to happen. I was remembering this story this morning from Acts chapter 1. I'm Acts chapter 3 um, about Peter and John at the temple, the gate called Beautiful. And I want to read it with you, Acts chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. It says this, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple, the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate, of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those that entered, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, they asked for alms. Fixing his eyes on him, with John and Peter, he said, 
look at us. And he gave them his attention. And here's the key line here, expecting to receive something from them. This man was laying at the gate. And when Peter and John said, look at us, the man looked at them and the Bible says, expecting to receive something. Wow. The reality is he didn't live his life expecting much up until that point, but he did turn and expect to receive something. You know, people, you know, I'm going to say this, the power of expectation, but the truth is there's a danger of low expectations. What are you expecting from in your life? People that say, pastor, all men are dogs. Well, they're probably going to be to you. People that say to me, I'm too old. Yeah, that's right. When you take a bath, your wrinkles float. Come on, somebody. Look, if you believe these lies about yourself, they're going to be true, right? If you try to believe what the devil is saying about you, except, you know, because the Bible says Caleb and Joshua are 80 years old. He said, let's go take the mountain again. It's the lies you're believing. It's you not expecting much from yourself. People that say to me, I can't afford this. I can't afford that. You're right. You're not going to ever. The truth is you're going to get out of life what you're expecting out of life. And a lot of people don't expect much anymore, right? Um, it's the danger of low expectations. There was a high-rise dilemma years ago during the JFK administration. They came up with a, this genius idea, and they called it affordable housing. And the idea was if we just take everybody in the low-income neighborhoods and put them in this affordable housing, then all of a sudden it's got to be better, right? Look, there's some right there. Oh, man, maybe that will be the answer to everybody that can't afford a place. Uh, it was a disaster. Coming from a kid that lived in these kind of developments, it was a disaster. You want to know why? Crime increased, murders increased, attacks increased, drug use increased. Why? Because it was just a concentrated pit of dysfunction because when you have a lot of people that don't expect much they're not going to get much i remember growing up in the projects i remember looking around going what gang members at 70 years old is this really what you want in your life it's been proven habitat for humanity all these great organizations it's been proven that if you see better you do better. What do I mean by that? If you put somebody that can't afford much in one place across the street from a nice house, maybe a doctor, a lawyer, maybe a school teacher, it doesn't matter. Somebody that has, you know, middle to high income and they're faithful and they're diligent and they have a solid family, you're going to look across the street and go, I want that. I want that. I've had that in my life. God, men and women of God who have fathered and mothered and showed me a better way. And I got hungry to want more in my life. I lived across. I've seen people that had homes and paid off their houses and they worked hard and they were diligent. And it, you know what it made me want to do? It made me want to get better. It's been proven. And in this story, there was a lame man at a gate called Beautiful. And the Bible says he was lame since birth. Lame since birth, meaning if he only walked once, it would have been easy. But he was lame since birth. What are you expecting in your life right now? Have you, been, have you fallen victim to the danger of low expectation? Do you need, look, here's the bottom line. Anxiety, anxiety and depression work like this. Anxiety is the fear of the future. Depression is sadness from the past. If you struggle with any of those, call the number on the screen. We want to break this off of your life. 
and believe that you are going to have expectation from this point going forward. Maybe you're depressed. Call that number on the screen, 1-800-599-3722. We want to break that spirit off of your life. We want to break off anxiety right now in Jesus' name. Call the number on the screen. Why? Because it's connected to your belief. It's connected to your ability to believe and expect God to do great things. Look at us, the Bible says in the book of Acts. He looked at them expecting to receive something from them. The truth is, this man was addicted to lame. He was addicted to lame. He was being known by his infirmities. Did he want to get better? Who knows? But the truth is, he was addicted to lame. Walking once would have been good, but because he didn't, he was stuck to it. And the truth is, the devil wants you to be stuck to your routines. The devil wants you to be stuck to your routines. He wants you to live like every day's the same, like there's no purpose in your life. And today's the day you break that. Come on, listen, there's so much more to life than this. You think life is waking up in the morning, getting ready for work, blowing through your day, getting home, no time, barely see your kids. Is that really what life is worth? Or is life about serving the kingdom? Do not be so busy making a living that you fail to make a life. This life is fast. It's crazy. It ain't slowing down anytime soon. You have to make a decision that you are going to lift your expectation in life. Well, Pastor James, I got a bad doctor report. Well, what is your expectation? Are you expecting to die? Because the devil has no problem trying to want to take you out. Or are you expecting to live? Pastor, I just lost my job. What does that mean? I had somebody lose their job. He said, Pastor, I just lost my job. I don't have much money. But the truth is, I feel like the Lord's telling me to continue my tithe. Continue my tithe, even though I don't have income coming in. So if my tithe was 100 bucks a week, 50 bucks a week, I'm going to continue to tithe without a job. Friends, let's just say he wasn't, he wasn't unemployed long. God honors expectation. And as believers, the very essence of who we are is to believe. It's for me and you to believe. I mean, that's, gosh, I believe the greatest thing on the earth in the days ahead isn't going to be silver or gold, right? It's going to be faith. It's going to be the commodity of tomorrow. Because as believers, you and I, what do we offer this earth? We offer this earth belief. That's what you bring to this earth. That's why you're here. It's the power of expectation. And so today, I want you to expect. I'm expecting God's going to touch your life today. I'm expecting that your grandkids are going to turn and serve the Lord. I'm expecting your children are going to come from far off. I'm expecting that God is going to heal your body today. Come on. We have so many testimonies of God healing bodies. He is a miracle-working God. We want you today to call the number on the screen. We want to bless you. We want to see God's hand touch your life. 1-800-599-3722. God is all-powerful. And I'm telling you, for me, I'm going to lift my faith to expect. I'm expecting God to shake cities all across America and the world. I'm expecting this broadcast to change lives like I could never imagine. We are living in days of faith, and you must rise your faith level. 
and we look, you might have been suffering from the danger of low expectation. Break it. It's time to break it. We are here wanting to pray today. That is your day for breakthrough. We are here today so you break the routine of barrenness. There are so many people stuck in a routine. There's so many people hurting. There's so many people where, you know, they don't know what's going to go on tomorrow. What are you believing for? Because, look, you know, I, I saw a guy on YouTube one time. He said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to throw a dart at the board from 500 feet away. Watch what I do. And, and we're like, wow. And he gets the dart. And here's what he did. He walked up to the mark and he just put it right in the bullseye. I mean, he was like faking me out. He didn't do it. But you know what I realized? If you're not aiming for anything, <laughs> you're going to hit it every time. We can't be people that are shooting darts in the dark. We have to know what we're believing for. What does the Word of God say? That's where I want to link my faith. What does the Father say I could have? I want that. And today, we're going to pray for you that, that, that we just see that broken off your life, that today you, your faith is ignited. There's a fresh faith and a fresh fire, and we lift our expectation because, ladies and gentlemen, we are believers, and it's time to believe. Coming up after the break, I'm so excited we're going to continue on this, and I'm going to tell you how you break the routine of barrenness. People even ask all the time, today is your day for breakthrough. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Are you ready to ignite your faith? Then look no further than Pastor James Levesque's new book, Fire, Preparing for an End-Time Outpouring. This book contains 12 principles that will unlock the power within and cause you to walk in a new level of boldness and power. For a suggested donation of only $12.99, we will send you a personal autograph copy. Log on to jameslevesque.org and get your copy today. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Listen, you do want to get that book. It will change your life forever. We had an encounter at our church that changed us forever. I'm so excited to share that with you. Look, we're, we're talking about the power of expectation. We're also talking about the danger of low expectation. Because a lot of people today, they don't change much in their life. You know, when you, the layman, you know, the, the Bible says he laid him at the gate daily. But here's what you have to understand. When you are laid daily at the gate, you build a new normal around nasty. Think about that. Um, you, when you're insecure your whole life, when you're sick your whole life, when you're broke your whole life, when you're angry your whole life, you begin to build a routine around nasty. Have you ever been on a cruise ship? We love it. I never started cruising until my, I met my wife. Come on, I'm pretty sure I was on that boat. Look, you ever been cruising before? I, I never did. I love it. I, now I'm like, let's go again. Can't wait uh, to get back out on the open seas. Come on, somebody. But, but here's what's crazy to me. When you go on a cruise ship, my wife and I, we love to look at the people walking around the deck. And you know what I notice? Some of these older people, are, they're either cranky or they're happy. You ever meet a miserable, that guy, that guy's on the cruise ship, just frustrated with life. Let me tell you something. You have to work hard to look like this. Can I tell you this right now? 
You have got to be so angry. We've seen guys like that on the cruise ship. One time my little son Isaac came in, and we wanted to go check the internet real quick, and uh, he came in, and he was angry. Look what the cat dragged in. Upset at my son. It's like, it was so gross. It was so mean. And I'm like, dude, I, basically, I was told the Lord, I'm like, look, if he does it again, I'm going to have to say something. He did, and I'm like, dude, why don't you go on a timeout to your room so we can enjoy our cruise? How about that? Because you're making everybody in this library, internet place, miserable. Sometimes you just got to be honest with people. Because I look at people and I realize you worked really hard to be angry. You've worked your whole life to be miserable. You actually have to work that, you actually have to build an expectation to be mean. Think about that. But is there anything better than seeing happy people when they're older? Is there anything better than that? Smiling, having fun. Sometimes we'll watch a couple walk down the, uh, you know, the, the pool and we're like, oh, that's going to be us, honey. You know, the woman with the silver hair and the dude with the, you know, yeah, come on, that's us. It's a, I'm not that tall. You know what I mean? It's like there's nothing better than beautiful older people. Why am I saying that? Because you have walked through the offenses of life and you stayed beautiful. That's hard. Life is like one big offense that you got to get over. And the reality is, is a lot of people work really hard to be that way. A lot of people work hard to be nasty. And when you're not expecting much out of life, you're not going to get much out of life. He built a routine around nasty. Every day, the Bible says, daily they laid him at the gate. You know what that means? That means every day looks the same. When every day looks the same, you just have to complain and you blame and, and you know, daily at the gate. It's dangerous. That's like literally he's laying down. And, All right, Billy, come on, time to put you on the mat. We're going to take you, you know, by the gate again. Everything's predictable. When you live and you build a routine around nasty, life doesn't matter. There's no routine anymore. Everything looks the same. You complain, you're frustrated, mornings don't matter. Come on. Everybody's seeing good sunrise. I love sunrise. I love sunsets. They don't matter anymore. When you're angry and you're bitter and you build a normal around nasty, there's nothing to look forward to. I love, it, it, truth, it, it's like your match goes out. I love sunrises. I love sunsets. You know what it tells me? When I see the sun rise over the horizon, I'm like, it's a new day. Come on. I look at that picture right there, and I'm like, man, it's a new day. His, nursery, his mercy is new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, oh God. When I see the sunset, I'm like, thank you, Lord. We have one more hour of daylight to see an awakening in this nation. It reminds me that every day matters, right? Every day matters. We have to, you know, we have to think diligently, and we have to live diligently. Man, that's exciting to me. But when you have a normal around nasty, that don't matter. You think that mattered to the lame man? Not at all. Put me on the mat. I'm going to go grumble and complain by the gate. When every day looks the same, the lights go out. Here we are. We had an ugly problem at a beautiful gate. He was laying by the gate called beautiful. Ugly problem at a beautiful gate. Lame, addicted to lame, addicted to his infirmity, addicted to his anger, it was an ugly problem at a beautiful gate. And the crazy thing is, here he is. You know what happens when you're laying at a gate? You know what happens? Yes, you build a normal run after you. You know what happens? You start making excuses for why you're not in the gate. Nobody recognizes me. You know, it's, it's like the, 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 you know, the lame man at the, at the pool of Bethesda. Everybody else is getting touched. 
when the waters are stirred but me. That's what happens. When you build a routine around nasty, you have to give excuses for what you're not walking in. You blame others for what you don't have access to. Like today is the day that we break this off your life. Today is the day that you see a breakthrough in this area and you aren't stuck. Do you just feel stuck? Call that number on the screen. I remember one time I was, uh, told me it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. I had to learn how to drive stick. I'm not sure if people know how to drive it. I didn't know how. I wanted this beautiful Jeep. I got so excited. It was a black Jeep Wrangler. I wanted it and he was like, oh, and it's a stick shift. I'm like, who drives, is this not the 1980s? Who drives stick shift? And so I had to learn, and it was hard. I mean, my wife was like, oh, I know, and she had to like, she barely knew. I mean, she had to get better at it, but I had to learn. I had a lot of chugging back and forth in back lots, and, and I remember that, I mean, I was like, I was mastering. It makes me want to go buy a stick shift. I was mastering it in traffic, out of traffic, rocking. I knew how to do it. And then I remember one time, I had it down. I was parked, right? So you got to turn your wheels, and I had it parked. And I, I popped that out, I had the clutch, and I remember I was trying to go, I couldn't go. I did it perfectly, I couldn't move. You wouldn't believe it. The clutch blew out. And I'm sitting here, I had to go to a pastor's meeting, and my clutch died. And I'm like, what is going on? And the Lord said this to me, you are going to get to the pastor's meeting. But what you are seeing right now is a prophetic sign of the church. They're stuck neutral. That's what happened to me. My car was stuck in neutral. I couldn't go anywhere. The only gear I had was neutral. How many of us feel stuck in neutral? We're not moving. We're not even going anywhere. We can't reverse. We can't go forward. First gear, second gear. We're stuck in neutral, and that is what happened to the man at the gate called Beautiful. He sat there giving excuses why he wasn't walking into stuff giving, blaming other people, right? When my blessing irritates you, it's because you haven't received anything. You're bitter at other people's successes. Why this happening to you? Cranky over here, cranky over there. Man, if I see people around me thrive, I get excited for them. That's how we're supposed to live. You should be happy when I'm blessed. You should be grateful. When I see other people blessed, it makes me stretch my faith to do it myself. That's how it should work. But a lame man is sitting there at an ugly gate, and there was a dilemma here. He had access, but he didn't go through it, right? How many people today are stuck in life, and they're content being just outside the gate, but not through it, right? I know so many Christians, they're just right outside the gate of holy. They're not actually living right. Just outside the gate of revival, but they don't actually taste anything of greatness. They're just outside of, they're living in mediocrity like this lame man was. They did not access the gate, and I'm telling you, the gate is standing in front of you today, and it's found in Psalm 100, verse 4, and it says this, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. There's the gate. <clears throat> you want to know what the gate's called? Thanksgiving. Come on, Thanksgiving. Why do we wait until November to sit around the table and bust out the bird? <clears throat> Actually, it's October for us now because I married a Canadian, ladies and gentlemen, so I haven't celebrated American Thanksgiving in who knows when. But come on, good old tryptophan. You know, Thanksgiving. Get around the table, 
pray, give thanks. We do. <clears throat> we have a big Thanksgiving every year. Everybody comes over. We've done it. Her family flies in from Canada. We've been doing Canadian Thanksgiving um, for, for, what, 10, 12 years now. Everybody comes together, and here's what we do. We eat. We have a good time. We talk. Uh, the past few years, I've had a basket at the front door. Everyone had to put their cell phone away because we're going to actually have to have conversations like real people. And you just see all the men nervously standing around, wiping their pants, going, uh, 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 how's the weather? It's like you don't even know who you are anymore if you don't have a cell phone. And we sit down, and we enjoy ourselves, and we overeat. And finally, there's a moment where the dessert, and then we do like this thing where we put the almond in the pudding. I don't know. These Canadians get kind of weird. And then you eat it, and whoever gets the almond gets like a $50 Canadian bill, which is worth like 10 bucks US. So I don't know what to do with these people. So we have a wonderful Canadian Thanksgiving, and then comes a time that we all look forward to. The kids are off doing something, probably a craft, and we go around the table. We reflect on our past year, and we share what we're thankful for. You may have had the worst year you've ever lived, but there's always something to be thankful for. And when you give thanks, it changes everything in your life. So when my wife and I have sat down with people who have had major trauma, struggles, we, you know what we say? Get a pen, write a list. What do you mean? I know everything seems horrible right now. Write a list of everything you're thankful for. I don't feel thankful. I just got evicted. I don't feel thankful. A doctor just gave me a horrible report. That's the point. Get your eyes off of sickness. Get your eyes off of, you know, lame. Get your eyes off of nasty and start writing down everything you're grateful for. Come on. Have you built a routine around nasty? Call the number on the screen. We're here to pray for you. Do you need a miracle today? Call the number on the screen. 1-800-599-3722. We access the gate with thanksgiving. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about what you're grateful for right now right? Come on. I know. Thanksgiving's a ways away. I want you to think about what you're grateful for. Actually, our Thanksgiving's coming up. I want you to think about what you're grateful for. Think about it. And I want you to begin to give God thanks. I want you, in the midst of what you're feeling, what you're going through, just lift your hands and give God thanks. Come on. <clears throat> Tell him, Lord, today, we thank you that we're alive. We thank you that we're breathing. We thank you that you're with us. We thank you today that you've provided for us. We thank you that we have the access to this broadcast, no matter what avenue we're watching it on. We thank you today for breakthrough. We thank you that our children will come back home. We thank you that every word you promise will come to pass. Come on, don't just watch me. This ain't a movie. Lift your voices no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. Start declaring your thanksgiving. This is how you access the gate. We access his gates with thanksgiving. God, you're good, you're worthy. We thank you that your hand is upon us. We're, we receive health, we receive strength, we receive peace today. In the, Come on, give him thanks in Jesus' name. Come on, amen. This will be the key for you and I to live in power and walk in victory. Call that number on the screen, 1-800-599-3722. And I believe from this moment forward, you are going to live a life of expectation, and you are going to live a life of breakthrough in Jesus' name. Come on. We love you guys. Signing off. We'll see you next time. Take care.